What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now it was just the end of last week that the casting grid for Spider-Man 3 was made public and published by a couple of industry insiders seemingly confirming all of these returning actors and actresses from the two now defunct Sony Spider-Verse trilogies, but it was the unnamed actors and actresses attached to the non-disclosed villains that made the biggest splash as far as reporting we speculated here at the channel that three undisclosed villains with actors unnamed that seemingly never went to casting line up perfectly with what Sony is already doing in Spider-Man related films this summer, introducing Carnage alongside Venom and of course Morbius, but now we have additional confirmation from another source and industry insider as re-reported. We're going to break down this new story that both Morbius and Venom will be making their way into the Spider-Man 3 Spider-Verse in the MCU, and that Sony plans on using that as the crossover point to integrate all their universes. We're going to break this new report down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane 1 4th scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set in just a week on New Year's Eve. And we've also added a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below. And if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So as reported last night by the express.co.uk, which is not at the top of our list as far as trusted Hollywood trades for industry insider reports, but do attribute this report directly to industry insider Daniel Rickman reporting that Tom Hardy's Venom and Jared Leto's Morbius are rumored for cameos in Spider-Man 3. It goes on to specify all the other actors coming back, which you guys surely don't need me to break down for a fifth time. And then they go on to say, quote, while his recent sources claim that Leto has entered talks as Morbius, and this would certainly make sense after the poster of Maguire Spidey was spotted in the Morbius movie teaser, but man, it goes so much deeper than that, mostly back to all those Tom Hardy teasers. Every time he posted a picture on Instagram of Venom and Spider-Man crossing over, and make no bones about it, those pictures had Tom Holland Spider-Man. You could tell from the costume, everyone assumed this meant a Tom Holland Peter Parker cameo in Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage, but what if, and the whole time, Tom Hardy was trying to tell us that he knew he was crossing over in Spider-Man 3 and there's actually more evidence for this. A lot of you may not remember, but Morbius is going to star actor Tyrese Gibson, who's playing a detective hunting Morbius and on a radio show last year he absolutely and emphatically said that their Morbius verse was going to cross over into the MCU now that made huge news at the time but we were basically like of all the people who would know Tyrese Gibson isn't it, contract or not, there's no way he would go ahead and spill that. He did indeed, and what if all of the actors knew? Morbius, Tom Hardy, they all knew what was coming, that Spider-Man 3 was their ultimate crossover point, and when Sony came to the table with Disney last year, when they were about to sign that re-agreement, it was either, hey, we get this crossover in Spider-Man 3 for live-action Spider-Verse, or we don't do this at all, knowing that that would be their ultimate crossover point. Listen, there are three actors that are already attached to roles undisclosed villains that apparently never went to casting. If they had needed to cast those villains in the first place, we would have heard all about it. I would have done a ton of reporting on it here at the channel. Well, that never happened. And if that never happened, that means that maybe there were actors attached long before any of the reporting on Spider-Man 3 broke about the multiverse. So regardless of these industry insider sources confirming that Jared Leto's now in talks for Spider-Man 3, I would argue they were probably in talks the entire time when they signed their initial contracts, much in the way the MCU actors are obligated to show up for other films, and that this was an inevitability the entire time, as long as Sony got what they wanted out of the sharing agreement with Disney, which 
We know that they did. They were willing to walk away from the table and risk losing Tom Holland in Disney's MCU over it. It's looking more and more likely this was the case the entire time. And again, without the industry insider quotes, just using a little common sense, if Sony's going out of their way to bring back actors that haven't been a part of the Spider-Man films for over a decade, why would they not bring all of the villains that they're introducing this summer? Remember, and as I said in that video from last week, Sony's Picture House, their production company, is much smaller than a lot of other movie studios. They've only got so much valuable intellectual property, Spider-Man being the most valuable, and if you're putting time and money, resources into solo villains like Venom and Morbius, you only get the major payoff for them when and if they finally cross over with a Peter Parker Spider-Man, which a multiverse event that's coming up during Spider-Man 3 and culminating in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness would be the perfect place to do so. Guys, let me know all your thoughts and reaction down in the comments below. Are any of you even shocked by this at this point with all the villains returning and from the comments at the channel over the last year? I know there were a lot of you who thought this was a no-brainer as well. Is there any of you who think this isn't a good idea and don't want to see this many villains or at least that crossover just yet? I am all ears. Let me know how you feel down in the comments and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray build as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set on New Year's Eve regardless of the subscriber count. We've also added a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do and all the same rules will always apply at the channel. Hit the subscribe button because you need to be a subscriber then leave a comment down below on this video and because it's truly random the more videos you comment on the better chance you have of winning then make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on just to keep up with the content to make sure you're able to do that and of course if you enjoyed today's video or the other videos we posted at the channel i'd appreciate it if you'd hit the like button my name is michael roman you can find me over on instagram at i am fires over on spotify with original music under all fires or even on twitch streaming on twitch.tv forward slash novellan there are links down in the description to all three. Guys, thanks for checking out the channel. Stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. We are an unusual couple, you know. We don't have an anniversary, huh. or a song, or even wedding rings. Well, we could remedy that. And they lived happily ever after. Westview is our home now. I want us to fit in. We shall. Wanda, have you gotten bigger? Life moves pretty fast out in the suburbs. Auntie Agnes is here, and I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve. Uh, let's just take it from the top. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. I think something's wrong here. We just don't know what to expect. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. This was the first look exclusive sneak peek that they aired on ABC during their Disney segment this morning that just ended at noon. It hasn't made it over to Marvel's official YouTube just yet, but I'm sure 
it will shortly. Again, this is just an extended trailer. Now we're getting a lot more dialogue than we saw in some of the earlier clips, explaining that they know things aren't as they seem as well as the viewer. I thought it was very interesting. A couple of these scenes, that one in particular, where Paul Bettany shows off a speed talent that's, of course, indicative of one of her sons, not of Vision. There's a lot going on here that is very bizarre. Characters seemingly crossing over with each other now, not just in instances of their own oddity, but now that seems to be like a conflation of characters. And you see that confusion mirrored again when she runs into her friend Monica Rambeau. There's a lot going on here, including another scene of her and the Mind Stone that, of course, unlocked what we now know will probably be her ex-gene, turning her into a mutant. Guys, this is so hype, and I cannot believe we are literally less than two weeks away. Let me know all your thoughts down below, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set in less than a week on New Year's Eve. We've also added a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below. And because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the videos, the same way we're doing here. Make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the content. Of course, if you enjoyed today's video or the rest of the content here at the channel, I'd appreciate it if you hit the like button. My name is Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram at IamFires, on Spotify with original music under All Fires, or over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash novella. Thanks for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. going on guys welcome to everything always my name is michael roman now of the myriad of actors that are continually tied to mcu roles and you guys know who i'm talking about keanu reeves john krasinski over the last two years there's been one name included among them none other than shia labeouf even reported on here at the channel with some loose confirmations from hollywood trades and industry insiders being tied to the role of moon knight well all of those reports seemingly dissipated until real recently, the confirmation of Oscar Isaac, but now a report surfacing of just why Marvel Studios decided not to go with Shia LaBeouf, why he is off their radar and out of contention for any of their MCU superhero roles, and honestly, this reveal is shocking. We're gonna break down this brand new report coming from multiple sources on why Shia LaBeouf is not in the running for any MCU roles anymore and the disturbing details there within. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set in just a couple of days on New Year's Eve. And we've added a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below. And if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So first up, the confirmation that Marvel Studios was indeed eyeing Shia LaBeouf for an MCU superhero role, but the report that's come out from multiple sources, we're doing this re-reporting from Screen Rant, a trusted source here at the channel, who goes on to report under the headline, Marvel was reportedly eyeing Shia LaBeouf for an MCU role before a sexual battery lawsuit, one that I didn't even know had taken place. They go on to report, quote, Marvel Studios was reportedly eyeing Shia LaBeouf for a superhero role before the actor was hit with a sexual battery lawsuit. Best 
best known for his roles in the Transformers movies, honestly best known to me from Constantine and his days as a Disney child star, he's been through some rough years battling substance abuse. They go on to report, quote, now, however, LaBeouf finds himself in the middle of a controversy after his ex-girlfriend FKA Twigs filed a lawsuit against him claiming that he subjected her to various types of abuse. The pair met on the set of Honey Boy, which was the actor's well-received autobiographical film, and began dating. According to Twigs, LaBeouf was physically and verbally abusive to her, and on top of that, the actor also knowingly infected her with an STD in an effort to control her in the relationship. Since coming out with this information, Twix has received overwhelming support from her peers in industry and the public. Now, obviously, these are absolutely disgusting and reprehensible allegations, and there will be a legal process that will play out, but I wouldn't be surprised if Shia LaBeouf is done in the industry altogether. I mean, some of the stuff that's alleged here is absolutely insane. And I'm gonna switch off reporter mode real quick because I, you know, I'm a human being too, and guys, I read this and I just think to myself, what the f what the f seriously man where does this sh from why are people like this dude disney's not gonna hire this guy there's no way and uh yeah you know people can grow they can change but shia labeouf's a, a grown-ass man and you just don't do that i'm sure all of you agree shia labeouf no longer gonna be a superhero on the mcu guys let me know all your thoughts and reaction down below i'm sure a lot of you feel the same way that i do uh, i'm gonna go back through and edit and bleep out all the profanity um but it is what it is and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as your third and final Infinity Saga box set in just a couple of days on New Year's Eve. We're also giving away a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers, which we are headlong into and will easily hit in the coming months. All you have to do to be entered to win, and all the same rules will always apply here at the channel for any of the prizes we give away, Hit the subscribe button because you got to be a subscriber. Then leave a comment down below and because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Then make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the content. Of course, if you enjoyed today's video, hit that like button. My name is Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram at IamFires with original music on Spotify under All Fires or even on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Novellan. There are links in the description to all three. Thanks for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. going on guys welcome to everything always my name is michael roman now yesterday sadly came and went with no first look at a spider-man 3 trailer and there were a lot of us in the industry who had speculated yesterday as one of the dates it could be released in a video i did over a week and a half ago i'll link at the end of this called spider-man 3 teaser trailer speculation and rumors there were only a couple of dates that made sense and it wasn't just because of what official sony latin america accounts had posted but because of what marketing executives like victoria alonzo had said. Now there's only a couple of days left and there is an opportunity to get it. We're going to break down when you can possibly see the Spider-Man 3 trailer, but also why I don't think we'll be getting a first look before the end of the year. And if we don't get it on this date, when the next likely opportunity in 2021 is to first see the Spider-Man 3 trailer, I'm going to break down where I think we'll see it. But first, if you could
could grab the subscribe button. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale beta ray bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set, and we've added a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below with your favorite Spider-Man, and if you want, stick around at the end of the video, we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So with yesterday's Christmas release gone now, and no Spider-Man 3 trailer to match what they had said on that official Sony Paramount account, that said something about Merry Christmas, we had Victoria Alonso assuring us back in October, 60 days ago, that we would be getting a first look at the Spider-Man 3 trailer before the end of the year. Now, Marvel Studios does plan on making a presentation on Billy Billy, as they announced last week. That's the Chinese network that they use in lieu of not having Disney Plus. In certain countries, they just went ahead and bought other networks, and they're using them because they can't have Disney Plus there for whatever rules and regulations. That being said, I doubt the Spider-Man 3 trailer will be a part of that because generally, in the way this has happened in the past between the Sony co-distribution and production deal now they have with Marvel Studios for Spider-Man, it's Sony that would handle the trailer and the release of that. This is going to be another Marvel Studios production and release sort of on kin with what they did during the Investor's Day call meeting, so I'm not thinking the Spider-Man 3 trailer is going to be a part of that. What I had said in that original speculation video that I mentioned in the prologue that's over a week and a half old was there's a chance that Victoria Alonso just got ahead of herself, that she said they were going to get a teaser before the end of the year, but they weren't able to put it together and let me explain. You guys have followed all the news, right? All these reports of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, the movie has grown in a way that we didn't expect. I don't think they expected either. And let me just break this down logically, okay? The earliest date we can confirm for onset filming was October 28th, two days after Tom Holland confirmed his own arrival in Atlanta. If they started filming on that day, and then a couple of weeks and months later, and we only saw Tobey Maguire on set within the last couple of weeks, started adding all these characters, even if they were able to cut the principal photography for a trailer and have that done, say, a month and a half in, how much time would be left to add CGI? And now with the expectation of this trailer to introduce the Spider-Verse, I'm just not sure there would have been time for them to get everyone on set, shoot the principal photography they need, add the CGI, and then show us a trailer before the end of the year. So my doubt is heavy that we will see it on New Year's Eve, and if I were you guys, I wouldn't get excited about that. But I would get excited about the release of Morbius in early spring of 2021, at least still on par for a theatrical release to be released by Sony and that was confirmed real recently. This is the place that they would attach the Spider-Man 3 trailer, drive the hype back to their own project that's already adjacent to Spider-Man as well, and gives them more than enough time to add the sort of CGI they need to and bring together the type of trailer we're all anticipating. If they give us a trailer now, confirm the Spider-Verse, but don't give us a little snippet of that live action, I think we're all going to be disappointed. I just don't think there was enough time for them to turn out a trailer. I don't think we'll be getting one on New Year's Eve because that's a Marvel Studios production and release announcement anyway. I think more so the case, this is going to be attached after the first of the year to the Morbius upcoming release whenever that will be. And of course, if they were to release this Spider-Man 3 trailer before that, it might upstage that project altogether. I would also anticipate Morbius having some Easter eggs that'll tie into that Spider-Verse as well. We might even get a post credit scene that shows some crossing over. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. Does this seem to make a lot more sense than New Year's Eve? I really wouldn't get your hopes up for that. I'm not even sure we're gonna be able to see that production live when it's going down anyway. Why would they have the Spider-Man 3 trailer for just one? one of the all international market that's just not how spider-man the ip plays let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff 
before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane 1 4th scale Beta Ray build, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set just days away on New Year's Eve regardless of the subscriber count. We've also added a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers, and guys, I can confirm that the prizes that we're going to be giving away in 2021 as we push to a million subscribers are absolutely insane. Just two of the pieces that I've got are one of a kind, things that you guys are definitely going to want as Marvel fans. So, all you have to do to be entered to win any of this stuff or any of the future prizes, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button because you need to be a subscriber. Then leave a comment down below and because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Then make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the videos and of course if you enjoyed today's video or the content of the channel, we'd appreciate it if you'd hit that like button. My name's Michael Roman, you can find me over on Spotify with original music under All Fires, on Instagram under I Am Fires, or over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Novellan. There are links in the description to all three. Thanks for checking out the channel guys and stick around we'll be posting again real real soon going on guys welcome to everything always my name's michael roman i want to firstly say happy holidays merry christmas whatever you celebrate wherever you are i hope you're having a good time staying safe and whatever you're doing between now and the beginning of the new year however you're celebrating from my family to yours i hope you have a wonderful time and a happy new year now in lieu of not getting a spider-man 3 trailer we've got the second best thing a scoop from famous spider-man scoopster mikey sutton on what's to come in the future trilogy for spider-man tom holland's peter parker in the MCU. That's right, Spider-Man's 4 through 6, what villains may come and what the trilogy might look like as far as taking a much darker tone for both the villains and our hero Peter Parker. We're going to break down the entirety of this brand new scoop, issue the normal spoiler warning, contextualize it where we can, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane 1 4th scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as this third and final Infinity Saga box set on New Year's Eve at the end of this week. We've also added a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit that subscribe button then leave a comment down below with who your favorite spider-man is and if you want stick around to the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there so first up the normal spoiler warning today's scoop comes to us from famous spider-man scooper industry insider and friend of the channel mikey sutton who in the past has been dead on with his spider-man scoops he was the guy who leaked that spider-man was going to show up in civil war also the guy who first was on the scene reporting about a live action spider-verse between sony and disney's mcu as soon as they were finished signing that agreement last year. Basically, the spoiler warning, take anything that doesn't come from Marvel Studios with a grain of salt. Even Mikey would be the first to tell you that, but because of how right he's been in the past and the way these things go, if this is in any way going to ruin the future of the MCU as it pertains to Spider-Man for you, well, then you might want to back out now. Now, on the flip side of that, Mikey Sutton also happens to write his scoops in prose, and I am not one to rewrite beautiful writing, so I will be reading this from his point of view. When I say the words I, I really mean, well, Mikey Sutton. No, I'm Michael Roman. We're not the same person, but I figure you guys get it. And from there, let's jump right into the scoop. Quote, as the second Spider-Man trilogy will focus on Peter Parker's college years, he will experience more tragedy and powerful, darker villains, according to insiders. Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige is able to accomplish with Spider-Man franchise what has never been done before in theatrical franchises. See a superhero played by the same actor grow up from being a wide-eyed teenager 
to a responsible adult. The Spider-Man movies that Marvel Studios have produced aren't about the web-slinger at all. At heart, they're mucilous, they're about Peter Parker. That attitude has enabled them to avoid the access of latter Sony Spider-Verse movies, which gradually lost focus after Creative Heights and the second Sam Raimi installment, which for the record, I totally agree with. Obviously, no scripts have been written yet. The following could, however, contain major spoilers if they decide to solidify them. Please keep in mind that I was the first person to scoop the live-action Spider-Verse back in 2019, covered here on Everything Always, and it was at nearly the same stage. Discussions, talks can lead to actions, and I can absolutely verify that. I will actually link that video at the end of this. Mikey Sutton scooped the live-action Spider-Verse literally at the end of last year, a full year before we ever got confirmation we were going to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the film. He goes on to write, quote, I scooped Ned Leeds becoming Hobgoblin on October 14th of 2020, just a couple of months ago, obviously. At the time, I wasn't aware of what would cause that transformation. I've since been told that among the ideas tossed around is a tweaking of the classic Death of Gwen Stacy storyline from the comics. Now, we'll all remember this failed adaptation in The Amazing Spider-Man number two from director Mark Webb. And as Mikey writes, it, quote, failed miserably because he ended up removing what would have been the movie's redeeming quality, the engaging romantic chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. It's been revealed to Mikey that Betty Brandt will renew her relationship with Leeds only to suffer a similar fate, not that she'll die the same way, however, her loss will cause Leeds to snap, and that's what will lead, pun totally intended, to him turning against Peter Parker, going from being his man in the chair to one of his arch foes and nemesis and a villain at that. Now he goes on to expound on the villains even further, quote, The bad guys that Spider-Man will face in college will be on a different power level matching the maturity of his own abilities, intelligence, and experience. They apparently include not only the Hobgoblin, but Venom, Man-Wolf, and the Kingpin as well. Of these, of course, Venom is inevitable. Tom Hardy's Venom was a blockbuster for hit star Sony, and a battle with Spider-Man is a confrontation millions of fans have anxiously awaited, especially after Raimi's Spider-Man 3 in 2007 didn't exactly fulfill expectations. Sources explain that Venom won't truly be a bad guy when he faces Spider-Man, but a misunderstood anti-hero, as Sony doesn't want him to go off the deep end to protect his own solo franchise. After all, you can't make the star of a Spider-Man spin-off evil. When Venom does raise hell with Peter Parker, though, however, they will collaborate against a mutual foe in Carnage, and we're all suspecting that to be the third installment of that franchise, Maximum Carnage, when and if we get there. He goes on to write, I reported on November 26, 2020, that Spider-Man will team up with Daredevil against Kingpin in this college trilogy. Although best known as Daredevil's arch enemy because of Ben Affleck's movie and later Charlie Cox's Netflix program, Kingpin actually debuted in The Amazing Spider-Man number 50 in 1967. The writer then, Frank Miller, who made Kingpin as an integral part of Daredevil's life in his legendary 80s run, The Man Without Fear, the Kingpin's dominion of the underworld crime is something not seen in Spider-Man films as of yet. And we did see a little bit of that, just a hint of it at the beginning of Spider-Man 2, right? When it was him versus what could have been going into further, we think, Tombstone's game, right for the picking for Feige, who consistently wants to flip the formula. Apparently, Tombstone could enter the picture as well. Wow, I said that literally as an annotation without reading further into the paragraph, a mutual foe of both Spider-Man and Daredevil. Feige has slightly seeded this already. Tombstone's daughter, Janice Lincoln, appeared in Far From Home, played by Claire Rushbrook puzzle pieces. The crumbs leading to Kingpin are already there, and as I mentioned for Tombstone as well, we saw a little bit of Spider-Man against the mob in the beginning of Far From Home. Mikey continues by writing, Man-Wolf is the kind of effects-heavy, visually enthralling bad guy that Marvel Studios sees as an epic villain for Spider-Man, one that Sony hinted at but has never before seen all the way through. Man-Wolf is actually J. Jonah Jameson's son, John Jameson, who appeared briefly in both Spider-Man 2 and Venom. 
Beyond the surface coolness, his new role as Man-Wolf would create more animosity between his dad and Spider-Man, which is why he's even more appealing to Marvel Studios. After all, the MCU is propelled by its family dynamics good and bad. After Spider-Man 3 is completed, how the next trio of films will end up clearer in focus, but for now, it's looking like his skies have ominous clouds looming overhead. And guys, this is the entirety of the scoop coming again from Mikey Sutton, who's been there in the past with these scoops way ahead of schedule, now talking about the future of the MCU and how Tom Holland in his college years will have another trilogy facing off against these villains. Guys, let me know all your thoughts and reaction down below to all of this. Of all the villains mentioned, which one would you most like to see and how hype are you to hear the possibility of another trilogy for Peter Parker in the MCU, specifically Tom Holland's Peter Parker, regardless of what happens with the upcoming Spider-Verse. Guys, let me know all your reactions again down below and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set in about a week on New Year's Eve, regardless of the subscriber count. We're also giving away a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win any of these prizes or any of the future prizes at the channel, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below, and the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning because it's truly random. All winners will be announced at the end of the videos the same way we're doing here, and if you've missed them, you can scroll back to the channel, just look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title. Also, make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the content, and if you enjoyed today's video, as always, I'd appreciate it if you'd hit the like button. My name's Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram, at IamFires, my original music on Spotify under All Fires, and streaming on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash Novellan. There are links down in the description to all three. Huge thank you to Mikey Sutton for this exclusive content. You can find all of his scoops, as always, over on geekgossity.com. There is a link down in the description. Guys, thanks for checking out the channel. And stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now headed into this next century of the decade, there is no denying that entertainment contracts of all kinds are up across every sector. You've seen this in basketball and baseball, even the fight game. And more recently, you think about movie contracts like Robert Downey Jr.'s in Avengers Endgame. And now a brand new report from an industry insider saying that Sony intends to make Tom Holland their highest paid actor. And when you think about a movie studio that includes films by none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is quite possibly Hollywood's highest paid actor, this is saying quite a bit. We're gonna break down the scarce details involved with this and what it would mean for not only Tom Holland and Peter Parker's future, that role, but the Spider-Man IP at Sony Given all the reports over the last year, there's quite a bit implied. We're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set, and we've added a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So, as indicated by industry insider Daniel RPK on his Patreon, Sony intends to make Tom Holland 
the highest paid actor in their movie studio with their new Spider-Man contract. And as I mentioned, this is a movie studio that has films by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's collected over $20 million in the past. Now, to be clear, you heard this story also reported about Ryan Reynolds, but that was over at Marvel and Disney. And as compared to something like Robert Downey Jr.'s contract, there's also a bit of skepticism, though, immediately that pops into my head. You've got to remember Dwayne The Rock Johnson, again, one of the highest paid Hollywood actors. He drives every movie he's in. He made $20 million for something like Jumanji. Tom Holland and what he stands for as Spider-Man, you would argue that with all of the Spider-Men that have come before and how well Disney was doing, that really it's the Spider-Man IP that's driving those films more so than the actor. But let's not forget, there's a good chance that this Spider-Man 3 Into the Spider-Verse could gross over a billion dollars. And then when you think in terms of numbers and what Tom Holland may have negotiated as part of the gate, again, if there are theatrical releases, the gate being part of ticket prices, actors can often get a percentage, a small percentage of that. And it means a lot more dollars for them if the movie does well. There's a chance that he had some sort of clause in his contract. If they made it to a third film, if they hit incentives, he could have a proportion of that, meaning that if this movie does really well and grosses over a billion dollars, that could mean huge numbers for Tom Holland. Now, when I said there were implications in the prologue, I meant it, and that's for the Spider-Man IP itself over at Sony's Pictures Entertainment. There's been a ton of rumors that eventually this would get sold into none other than Disney, or if someone like Apple came in or Amazon came in and bought Sony's entertainment division, that the rights for Spider-Man would revert to Disney anyway. And when you think about Sony, who doesn't make a lot of movies already, they've already doubled down on Spider-Man with Venom and Morbius and the production for future projects, especially going all in on something like Spider-Man for a launch title for their PlayStation 5. There is no sale future as long as they can control it, meaning as long as they're not bought by another huge monopoly or conglomerate, they have no intentions to selling to Disney or otherwise for any amount of money. They've doubled and even tripled down. So if in fact Spider-Man 3 doesn't make Tom Holland the highest paid actor at Sony, you could see how a contract extension for another trilogy and or ancillary films in the MCU could easily take him over that mark considering everything Sony's already chosen to do in promoting that IP and the fact that it's not a secret, it's their most lucrative intellectual property. Spider-Man is it by miles and miles and it's not even close. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. Are you excited to see Tom Holland for years to come in the MCU and Sony crossover films and quickly? Let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set in just days on New Year's Eve. We're also giving away a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button because you need to be a subscriber here at the channel and leave a comment on this video. Then because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the content in order to more easily do that. And of course, if you enjoyed today's video or the videos here at the channel, I'd appreciate it if you'd hit that like button. My name is Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram at IamFires, over on Spotify with original music under All Fires, or over on Twitch streaming under twitch.tv forward slash Novellan. There are links to all three in the description. Thanks for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.
This video is brought to you by Remote HQ, the platform that allows teams to work together as if they were in the same room, even when they're not. Hey, welcome back to New Rockstars. I'm Phil Molina, and this is Tommy Bechtold. Hey, and look what he brought cheers. me. He brought me beer. Tommy, I've got some bite-sized questions for you, a little. Uh, I'm ready. Thank you. Mm. All, right. Uh, all right, first question I have for you. Yeah. This question came from us on Twitter too. You can see uh, on screen who it came from. Uh, it's a very specific scenario. Mm -hmm. It's what would happen to the food that is inside of Ant-Man's stomach when he grows all big-like. Mm. And then this, this person wanted to know, will he take a giant dump? Yeah. I mean, short answer is, hell yeah, he will. Uh, this is again, though, some science that we can actually pull upon based on what we're has been explaining comics and movies. In the first Ant-Man, Hank Pym explains that what the Pym particles do is they actually increase or decrease the distance between atoms. So when he's getting bigger, the atomic distance is just like it's just increasing. So everything's getting stretched out, but there's no more. He's not getting additional atoms. So like, the, the mass is the same. Yes, exactly. If Ant-Man were to eat a tiny crumb when he's little, if Ant-Man's this tall, that crumb would grow with the size of Ant-Man, but it would still only have the same nutritional value as that tiny crumb. So whatever state he's in, whatever the size or whatever the food he's ingesting, then it maintains that same nutritional properties. Now, when humans excrete waste, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, obviously the different things that you eat will impact, like, you know, how, how you get rid of waste. But like, presumably, if he has a giant crumb in his stomach, he's gonna have to get that out of his system. So that would be a big dump. I hate to be crass, but this is the question. Listen, I didn't ask it. I know it's gross. It's science. So yeah, big man, big dumps, as Mean Gene Okerlin said in uh, the Andre the Giant documentary. I wish we could snip that out and just put that on your like business card. <laughs> big man, big dumps. So yeah, so like the polite thing for him to do would be to get subatomic, it's super small, and then uh, do this little shoot that little poop out there and oh, then get back yeah. to normal size. No Any waste. of us would do that. Yeah. If I had that option of just like shrinking down Could to you something, imagine? <laughs> just like Phil, leaving a little a tiny second? dump. <laughs> yeah. Did you just in? take a dump in no, the no, office? No, 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 no. It smells a little bad It's like Ant-Man meets Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, no, Larry, where did you go? Nowhere. Oh man, I got a tiny little smear <laughs> on my jacket. Uh, now if he becomes giant man, uh, yeah. and then and then like it, it breaks or whatever and he goes and takes one, does he take a little normal one that falls out? Or does he take what do a you, giant? Wait, I'm confused. If he's giant man at the yes. time, does it- It would it, be a mass. Also, yeah, so yeah. it's like a city block. Yeah, it would be, you know, like uh, like a comet heading towards Earth. Because <laughs> he throws it? Yeah. Gross, Tommy. Yeah, that is disgusting and I apologize. Next bite-sized question. Yes. Not only um, where Luke's lightsaber is right uh -huh. now in yeah. the narrative of Star Wars, uh. but also kind of just like, what's the path of that whole thing been? Uh. Where, wh what journey has it been on? Well, I actually have Luke Skywalker's lightsaber in my, on my bookshelf. Naturally. Yes, uh, because at Comic-Con in 2015, there was a concert oh, uh, by John Williams where everyone got lightsabers and I ended up being snuck into a party by a security guard that the cast of Force Awakens was with Mark Hamill there, and he left his lightsaber behind, and I stole it. So, what? Mark, if you want it back, I got your lightsaber. No, uh -huh. this is this is it. on the psychopath test. You lied about being yeah. like a thief, For and sure. also said you were a liar. Bing bang boom, huh? I'm not anything I didn't say I uh, was. Oh, you take big dumps. Well, I take big dumps. <laughs> I buy drugs from babies, and I got Mark Hamill's I lightsaber. Put it on my gravestone. I steal from Mark Hamill. That's the one that he brought. No, 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 he got, so he left it there. And I waited a solid amount of time before I took it. But he left it there and then left the party. And it was like a little souvenir they got at the end of the concert. 
So I have no way of proving this. Like I could show you a green, it's a toy lightsaber. It's like a plastic little collapsible thing. I could just tell you that that was that and you would have to either believe me, which would be a mistake. <laughs> Or trust me. As I've learned. Okay, so anyway. Neither that, version of this is good now, for you. Now that I've name-dropped and just told a story that's basically bragging about my life. Yes, we have a sweet life. That is not a positive story yeah, about yeah, you. Yeah. I lie, cheat, and steal. <laughs> no, it's good. a cool souvenir. It's a cool Star Wars souvenir that I stole without and any right your Australian to. accent sucks. I take offense to that. That's not bad. Thank you. Okay, now for the real answer. So in the movie, let's track the lightsaber's progression. It first leaves its original owner, Anakin Skywalker, on Mustafar during his battle with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Slicey, slicey, lightsaber goes somewhere. Obi-Wan takes it, brings it into onto Tatooine where it hides with him for about 20 years. And keeps it in that thing and then uh, Luke puts his eye in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. he looks it real close. Uh, so until Luke Skywalker comes and Obi-Wan gives it to Luke. Now Luke then uses that lightsaber to battle his father, Darth Vader, formerly Anakin Skywalker, until Anakin, in a role reversal, slices Luke's arm off. Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme. Right about here. And the lightsaber tumbles into a vent on Cloud, uh, Cloud City. City. So at that point, it's a little murky, but from the actual Star Wars site, the actual StarWars.com site, it said that a scavenger picked up the lightsaber. Chilling on a cloud. It's just hanging out. <laughs> it's like one of those cloud Koopas from Mario. <laughs> yeah. Fishes it out with his fishing pole. No, uh, a scavenger picks it up and then sells it to Maz Kanata, who's known to collect Jedi artifacts and curiosities. Uh. So Maz Kanata's planet is called Takadona. Yeah. Takadona is near Bespin, Cloud City. So it would make sense that that would come across her desk. Well, it's she's so, like a collector. She has she's all got those money. flags yeah. of the exactly. pod races. So she's, whatnot. you know, it's like, an, it's like a big, player in the antique market. Like, obviously, someone who has a lightsaber is right. gonna try and bring it there to get the most money. Well, she also is Force-sensitive, too, so right. maybe she, like, maybe it was It could call her. out to her? Yeah. Absolutely. So then, when Han, Rey, Finn, and uh, and and the gang go to see Maz Kanata, the lightsaber calls out to Rey, but if you remember, she initially rejects it, so for a brief time, it's wielded by Finn, who we learn in Rise of Skywalker is Force-sensitive, but we don't get to pursue that very much because it just wasn't sexy enough for Disney. Just kidding, we can cut that. So then Rey does the right thing and returns it to Luke Skywalker on Octu, and he does the respectful, appropriate, gracious thing and throws it off a cliff. To be fair, he was trying to get rid of it at Cloud City. That's true. He's, trying to He's been trying to ditch that thing for a while. <laughs> he doesn't like to have his dad's things. So then Rey herself banishes herself to Octu after in the events of Rise of Skywalker, where she meets Luke's Force Ghost, who then returns that lightsaber and also Leia's lightsaber, right? And that's the two lightsabers that Ben Solo and Rey used to defeat the Emperor. And then Rey buries it in the sand where we presume it'll stay forever, forever. and definitely won't be found by Jawas whose entire life and ecosystem, or not ecosystem, economy, is based on scavenging and finding relics right. and selling them for trade. They're also like this deep, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're like they're like a foot and a half deep. Wind. <laughs> yeah, wind may uncover them as yeah. well. Or that old lady that said, "What's your last name?" Yeah, which I saw very, what you put in there. Which very nosy. Were those lightsabers? Yeah. What's your last name? Uh, great. <laughs> yep. All right. So, and that's where they are as of right now. So as of right now, they're in the sands of Tatooine. And if it's Mark Hamill's, it's one, and, two, three, Mar candy cane lane. That's right. And I, I live with Eric Voss <laughs> in an inflatable house in a bounce castle on one, two, <laughs> yeah. three, candy cane lane. And again, thank you to Remote HQ for sponsoring this video. Remote HQ is a high security collaborative workspace that lets remote teams work together in ways that aren't possible with other tools. They let you and your team work together as if you're in the same room, even when everyone is at home or in a van with really good Wi-Fi. I really want to be one of those. 
those guys. So the Remote HQ platform is browser-based, so there is nothing to download. The feature we really love at New Rockstars is that the workspace is customizable and you can mix and match apps for any use. Like we can play a YouTube video and open Chrome or Dropbox and then edit a Google Doc, all while we are in the process of talking with each other. Remote HQ automatically captures and logs notes from every event into a searchable trail. So when off-screen producer Zach and I get into an argument about whether he actually met Don Cheadle or not, I could just easily search through the notes of our Friday meeting and see that he, in fact, did not. Boom, are you looking for this? I found it. Head to remotehq.com slash newrockstars for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the code newrockstars for three months for free. That is code newrockstars for three months free at remotehq.com slash newrockstars. Next bite-sized question. Yes. Yum, yum, yum. Who is faster in a foot race, yes. me or you? Ooh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's close. It's close. Yeah. It's close if I well, if you falling. have to well <laughs> in this scenario there's clones of each other. You're carrying my clone on your back <laughs> and I'm carrying your clone and it's a dead heat. We're both dead. We're both dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're both all four of us are lying in a dead, pile. Yeah, it flies. Uh big puddles. Who's faster in a foot race? Captain America uh -huh. or Black Panther? Yeah, good old Steve Raj and T'Challa. Yes. Yes. Uh this one is a very fascinating question. And it basically Thank boils you. down to my pleasure, my treasure. Uh, do you take scientific data or do you take the old eye test? Because we've got both comic book and visual media to so support our, our, our facts here. So in the movie Captain America, Winter Soldier, it's explained that Captain America ran 13 miles in 30 minutes. So that's a 25 second mile for those of us not uh, doing do the math. So based on that, that would mean he could reach a top speed of 120 miles an hour. Holy so that's crap. said in the movie. Now in the comics- 120 miles per hour. It's insane. What else goes 120 miles per hour? A Ferrari, I think. Gosh. Maybe a Lamborghini. So in the comics, it's only ever been stated that he can run up to 60 miles an hour. So those are cold, hard, written down, or at least put on film facts. So 60 or 120. 60 or 120, depending. still very fast. Uh, based on that speed, that means his 100, meter dash would be 1.52 seconds. Now to put that in perspective, the fastest 100 meter dash in the real world is Usain Bolt in 2009, ran it in 9.8. So that seconds. is, yeah, that's a full eight seconds shorter than that. Okay. So that's the difference between and hmm, like that. Dude, does that make sense? Does that translate? I didn't Ladies. feel good about that. <laughs> I am a, uh, this is what a psychopath would do. Uh, anyway, so we have that written down. But when we see the movie Captain America Civil War, Black Panther easily yeah. runs past Captain America when they're both in a full sprint and he's running past cars. Now we can take the scientific footage and, and knowing where the movie was shot and where it was supposed to be, speed limit in that area is roughly 30 miles an hour. So it's like 50 kilometers an hour. So the cars, if we even say that they're all moving at the speed limit, which would be 30 miles an hour. The speed with which Black Panther runs from the end of one car to the front of it while it's in motion is super, super fast. He, he does it in under a second. So we can calculate he's moving somewhere around 40 miles an hour. So based on their maximum sprinting speed, Captain America's is about 60, T'Challa's is about 38 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour. Gotcha. So based on their their uh, their top MPHs, their top miles per hour, you would say Captain America Yay! would probably win. But in that in scene. In the movie, the eye test, Black Panther clearly runs faster than Captain America. And if we're just taking the movie logic, that would mean that Black Panther can run faster than 120 miles an hour at his top speed. Which feels like he does, at least in the end. Yeah, movie. absolutely. So I guess it's just, you gotta, it's the old 
eye test versus data. Like you when, keep saying the old, but what are you referencing? Well, you know, like people say, like I like people who believe things that only believe literally things that they've seen before. But like when like your doctor gives you like your blood test results, mm -hmm. you're like, well, my eyes don't see. Yeah, I don't see. I just see. I see the blood working fine. We'll I, I can see the blood pouring all out. No further questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess, yeah, you know, I guess it just depends. I mean, it, it appears as though in the movies, T'Challa is definitely faster. Based on what we have in the comic books, Captain America is faster. And so maybe Cap wasn't running full sprint? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because you have to take in, in that scene, Cap protecting Bucky Barnes. They're being chased. Humans chase after an object. They can, they can achieve superhuman speeds, pursuing something. And based on observations in nature, when when creatures are being chased by a, by predators, when like a when like a, a rodent is being chased by a hawk, that rodent will run faster than what's expected or or what has been you know they'll they'll have supernatural speeds and abilities being chased. So and what's interesting is you did that research before we asked this question. That's true. I just knew this, that this psychopath. <laughs> I've been uh, thinking about chasing people. Uh, I don't know. New year, new me. I'm going to be a chaser. Yeah. Are you able to see that combination of what you've learned about yeah, yourself? Yeah. I like to chase people, and it appears I'll be faster when I do it. And the idea of being <laughs> Harder, faster, stronger is better for me. No one said harder. I did. I did. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hate it. Hey, good job. You answered the question. Thank and, you. And, and they were researched. I feel, I'm proud of you. I you feel did great homework. about it. And they're all honest that I would never lie. And lying isn't a thing that I like to do. Make sure to listen to Big Question as a podcast, too. You can uh, download the podcast everywhere you get those. Uh, and make sure to just follow the channel everywhere on Twitter and at, at, uh, on Instagram and whatnot. You can find out what videos are coming out when. Uh, and then also make sure to follow Tommy Bechtold. Where can we find you? You can find me on all platforms at Tommy Bechtold. Wow. And I'm Philip Molina. You can find me at Philip Molina on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, but definitely make sure to mail us at the mailbag and send in your questions. And sometime soon, we'll get drunk and share too much information about your question. Mm -hmm. See ya. Cheers. Bye.